Nancy Fowler, one half of the Fowler's podcast, host of the Melanin Warriors podcast, bringing y'all yet another Melanin Warrior. Today, we're going to talk about Toussaint Louverture, who was known as the father of Haiti. He was born allegedly around 1743 as a slave on the French colony of St. Domingue, which is present-day Haiti. He was said to be born on the plantation Brita at Hot de Camp which there was no real records of the slaves being kept. So this is really all speculation on as far as when he was born, since there were no official records kept. But it is said that he was around 50 years old when his role in the revolution began. He was educated by Pierre Baptiste, a free man who worked on the plantation and speculation of his educational style varied, but his public speeches and life's work showed a familiarity with Machiavelli. That's dope. It is also said that he could have had advanced education that helped to develop his herbal techniques that carried on familiarity with African or Creole from the Jesuit missionaries. Y'all remember that, right? <laughs> Yaski. Anyway, a lot of people believe Louverture was a slave until the revolution, but a certificate of marriage to Suzanne Simone Baptiste, the daughter of his godfather, was found in 1777 with documents stating he was free in 1776. As a free man, he accumulated wealth and property. Legal documents show he rented a small coffee plantation that was worked by a dozen of his own slaves. I know everybody what you're thinking right now, oh, he had slaves, yeah, I mean, that's just the way of the world. Let, let's just keep getting into this and y'all will see what was going on with all that with the slaves and stuff. So it is said that by the time of the rebellion, he had a number of properties and slaves at Enery, which was what he called his uh, plantation. The Europeans and the United States became real nervous and feared a slave revolt that could lead to all the slaves being in this combined space, being um, governed by a melanin man. Around 1789, freed slaves were inspired by the French Revolution. At first, the slave population was not involved in the conflict. On August 70, 1791, a voodoo ceremony marked the start of a huge slave rebellion in the North. Louverture, however, did not get involved in the beginning of the revolt, but soon after he sent his family to safety and helped the overseers of his plantation leave the island also. He eventually joined George Basile's forces as a doctor and commanded a small detachment discussing strategy, and he even negotiated with the Spanish for uh, supplies, and the Spanish eventually supported him. He also ran the fortified post of La Tanriere, and maintained a line of post between rebel and colonial territories. He trained his men in guerrilla tactics as well as the European war tactics. He soon lost the fort to the French, but it was through this battle that he was recognized as an mili uh, important military leader by both the French and the Spanish. Eventually, the French attempted to free all the slaves that agreed to fight for them, but that failed. So in 1794, the French continued their efforts and eventually they completely abolished slavery. Uh, Louverture continued his diplomatic contact with the French and his com competition with the rebel leaders was growing. And the Spanish looked with distaste on his control of this largely, largely strategically important region. They was not happy at all with the amount of fame and prestige um, Louverture was getting. So Louverture's forces were greatly successful Begin being responsible for half of the gains of the West also captured a major port town. Tensions began to rise with the Spanish higher-ups when the general Louverture got along with changed to a general who was disliked by the melanin auxiliaries. This continued with Louverture refused to round up enslaved women and children to sell to the Spanish. See, I told y'all, keep watching. 
On April 1794, a key Spanish garrison was attacked by Mennonite troops fighting under a French flag. About 150 Spanish soldiers was killed and the rest were forced to flee. On 18 May of the same year, Louverture claimed responsibility for these attacks when he was still working with the French. Eventually, he switched sides and he joined the French. Now, this Mennonite warrior was such a huge deal during this rebellion, he deserves a part two. So check out the conclusion of To St. Louverture next week. And remember, either you're going to stand for something or fall for anything. This your boy, KC Fowler, one half of the Fowler's podcast, host of the Men in the Wars podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Check me out on TikTok at melanin underscore lion. And we out.